This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. Your back your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to. Use promo code MATCH30 for 30% off your entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MATCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a 2K season long MLB contest and a $500 week, weekend contest. Download the app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise, uh, you can follow their capper contest at pixwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they ballot out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at pixwise.com. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B E T T O I edge.com, promo code S G P. All right, welcome back, you DJs, for the match play recap and Valero open preview. It's myself, Boston Kappa, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. What's up, baby? Are you ready for this week? I am, but uh, I mean, I think we got to talk about the match play first. I forgot how fun that was. I love uh, sweat that live. I mean, it's one thing to do head to heads like just in a regular tournament where they're not in the same group and they're just not such energy, but when they're actually playing each other head to head, it just adds that much drama. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I don't know about you. Oh dude. I absolutely love it. Like I even said, like I need this once a month. And then I, when I was listening to the olds on the, uh, on the PGA radio, they were talking about like an, an old major used to be like this. Yeah. The PGA championship. Oh my God. Can we get that please? Yeah, can we they, bring that back? That's the only way to make him relevant again. Cause the PGA is just far behind the other three as far as like popularity and it has no identity, but yes, they need to bring this back. Like, at oh least my, do how like, fucking awesome would that be? I was yeah, like, do, like do, I, when did that happen? Oh, clearly, clearly it was before I watched golf. So yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, do like 36 holes and like stroke play or something and then just match play the rest of the way. I mean, exactly how the USAM does. They do 36 holes of stroke play and then just, yeah, it just match play the rest of the day. But yeah, pump, um, pump that into my veins. This seriously, like if, if, from a betting perspective, you're right. Like it is one thing you're like, so you're like, all right. So he's, he's going off at 10. What time does he go off? He goes off at 10 30. Uh, you know what I mean? And you, it, but these guys are literally head to head. Each hole doesn't matter. Strokes don't matter. Like I fucking, I, I love match play. I love match play. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was a great weekend. I mean, Wednesday through Friday was great. Friday was nuts oh my God, like, was with insane. all the ties. And so, yeah, I, I did pretty well with head to heads, but I was looking really good on group play. So I had, so I had Sergio yep. who won us with a yep. hole in one, yep. which, you know what, if you lost every single bet this week, if you're on that, yeah. 
it doesn't matter. That, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, you can't you, you can't complain when your guy does a walk off hole in one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's just something you tell people like the rest of. I'm never gonna forget that. Like the no, rest it was of my life, fucking awesome. Be like, all right, you know, like Sergio just looked like he was dead, and he steps up to the tee, hits a hole in one, cashes a plus two fifty ticket. That was great. I was on Scheffler to win the group too. That was great. But I had, I bet Bryson after Wednesday Me five too. to one, Me and too. he that. That loser just had to win his next two, and he beat Siwoo. I'm sorry, but you know he beat your boy. Hey, whatever. Uh, I, took, I took him too. <laughs> so, and then took, he just had. I took Siwoo pre-tournament, and I was like, "Ah, go ahead and take Bryson now, thanks." Well, you know what? I I knew it wasn't Siwoo's day. Well, you know, what? actually, it should have been his day when he clanked it off the uh, grandstand and it almost went in the water there. You know, karma got him. Karma came back and got him. Yeah. So, and then Bryson, all I had to do was just beat your nemesis, Tommy Fleetwood, and he looked awful. He couldn't even do it. So that was out. Uh, Patrick Cantlay. I thought that was going to be a layup. He was two and zero after two days. And then he stunk up the joint on Friday. And then Brian Harmon beat him in the playoff there. I had a little bit on Ortiz to win that too. He was in a position that didn't pan out. So could have been a little better as far as betting wise, but I mean, listen, head to heads carry me. I, I said what I was going to do. I wasn't going to fire bolts and outrights and given what other people did in the Slack channel and firing bullets and just missing. I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have missed too. Cause I'm never on Billy Horschel and he won this week. Except I, I was, I was on Horschel at the end. I had him plus one ten to beat Scott. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I threw a, I threw a bunch on him at, um, at the end when I looked at my account and I was like, all these other sports are killing me. I was like, I need to give me some Billy Ho. And I just figured Scott, Scotty looked tired and that was a taxing match prior. Like I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a whole lot of the end. Like I watched like, I don't know, maybe I was sporadically in and out. Um, it just, whatever it was, what it was at that point. Like I had my money on Billy Ho and I could check my phone and they weren't playing, they weren't playing well. So it was like, whatever. I'll just see if my money cash. I think the only birdie like through 13 holes is when Billy Horschel chipped in. Yeah. yeah, It was a terrible match. And both guys are just exhausted. And when you play, you know, 101 holes, 102 (laughs) holes, like they did like, yeah, you're going to be gassed. Like even these guys, but yeah, like after, uh, Shuffler took down the Antichrist, Matt Kuchar. <laughs> that motherfucker. Uh, yeah. That I that was the that was the one thing I kept getting wrong. I kept saying <laughs> Matt Kuchar till the end. And then finally I sent you the breaking bad gift. He can't keep getting away from this on Sunday. I'm like, this is it. The Shuffler's gonna beat him, and he finally did. So I know. But uh yeah, I mean, overall it was a great tournament. You know, I loved what happened on Friday. Uh we had a little dust up. There's always controversy at the WGC match play, and sure enough, it came on Friday with uh Kevin on Dustin Johnson. This is actually a pretty popular topic as far as I know it's, it's more divisive too than I thought it would be like there's people who actually run Kevin not side on this. So I don't know. What's where do you fall? Are we going to fight like everybody else is? No. Cause I just don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> like I just don't like, like obviously I don't know, man. So I, I even texted in the Slack chat. Like I was driving. I missed it. I was like, there's no fucking way he really did that. And then I went back and looked at it and I don't know, man, like whatever, like DJ, DJ should have waited. Nash shouldn't have been a dick. Like, what the fuck ever? Who cares? Like, yeah, who, who cares? Well, I mean, NBC did a terrible job explaining what was happening. There was like, oh, there was a dust up, yeah. and it's kind of let <laughs> no, us. No way, NBC to, was bad at broadcasting golf. Yeah, just trying to figure out what was happening. But I mean, look, if it was anybody other than Kevin Nah, I would say yeah, they're in the right. I mean, DJ knows you can't pick up can't a pick putt yeah. until someone gives it to you. But Kevin Nah is such a fucking drama queen, and he's always doing this shit. Are you finally on my side that this dude is just? 
Oh, listen, I, yeah, I was on, I was on your side when he big time my boy Tommy. Right, that was it. Okay. He was dead to me. He was dead to me at that point. Yeah, um, I mean, I, but I just I, I I just hate when I like I don't know, man. I hate when people argue for the fucking sake of arguing. Like, listen, like you don't give a shit that much about what just happened on whatever fucking hole it was at the WGC. Like, I don't need your fucking twenty tweet fucking tirade. I don't give a shit what your opinion is. Like. I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess that's, I guess that's, I guess that's just me. Like, I, I just, I'm like, oh, fuck off. I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I don't know. Well, it's a little hanging fruit. I mean, like yeah. it's stuff that like shows well on social media. People want to argue about anything today. So, all right. So how about we argue about something that, or not argue about something? Cause it's a fact. Roy Macro is awful. Oh, so bad. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, the word was coming in. He, uh, he got a new swing coach. We're going to peak cow in, see what, what happens. And Right from the jump, Ian Poulter waxed him. I think Poulter fucking murdered that dude. Wasn't that the first match out too? First match out, and I was like watching this. I was like, I'm watching a man be murdered on TV right now. Like, I he just beat him senseless. I mean, he hit into a fucking pool. (laughs) That's all he needs to know. It's it's so insane. That's a bad break because who went over there? I think what Siwa went over there too, right? Didn't end up in the pool, but like that's a bad break. I like. I mean, you know me, I shit on Rory all the time, but I I almost like feel bad at this point after his last press conference where he like admitted, like he was chasing the speed and it fucked him up. And now he just goes out and gets fucking waxed by old man Bolter. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel a little bad for him at this point. I think I'll lay off. Hopefully you can get, cause look, I listen when Rory's on, man, I mean, fuck what a great play to watch. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want to see that? Uh, mm-hmm. So hopefully he can, I don't know, fix whatever, whatever the fuck is wrong and come back and be at least a semblance of his old self. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the masters, but he's only got one week to figure it out. So, and then uh, I think, I think the only final thought I have on um, the WGC is uh, that was the most fans and infrastructure I've seen on the course in a while. Hated every second of it. I really did. I I mean, the, the, the backstopping, the way 13 was handled with just, if you blow it a mile, right over everything, you can then just move the, you know, your golf ball 40 yards to the left, get a clean shot, like, like speed, like he hit over everything. He should have had to hit it over it too. Like it just, I, I forget how, how terrible that stuff is. And then like, we just mentioned with seaweed clanked it right off the back of the, uh, we got so fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, if that wasn't there, you know, what's going is going in the water. Oh, yeah, there's water has right behind there. Yeah. So no, I agree. I, I I don't like the greatest days. Who was I talking? I, I was either talking to somebody or we were watching it. And, oh, it was an announcer who was like, uh, who said something like, well, that's, a, you know, that's a good thing. That's why the grandstands are there or something like an amateur could use something like that. I was like, I was like, dude, we don't play with fucking, oh, he's, he was aiming at the TV tower. He's like, that's what amateurs need to look at. You could just pick out a point like the TV towers. Like I'm not playing with no fucking TV towers out there, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 60 yeah. yards past the fucking green at that point. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then, uh, I mean, Scheffler hit one towards the beer tent. He, it was actually under like a, it was like a tarp. It was covering yeah. like a cooler, a soft cooler yeah. or something. Got free relief and everything. I just, you know what? And, and then Kucher crowdsourced uh, everybody to go find his ball. You know what? Bring back COVID. <laughs> I know everybody's getting, I know everybody's getting uh, vaccinations, but you know what? Bring it back. I don't want these people on the golf course anymore. <laughs> yeah. I man, fucking Kucher, man. Like he seriously wouldn't go away. Fucking cockroach, man. No, okay. he, he made every single putt. He got up every and down single. and, but we got to remember yeah. that for, we got to remember that for next year. It's always the same fucking guys. And it's got to be a mentality thing. It has to be. There's no other way to explain it. It's just like, there's no other way to explain clutch. Certain guys are good at match play. Certain guys are 
Like that's yeah. just that's the way it is. Like, so here's the thing about this event though. So everyone's going to look back and be like, Oh, Billy Horshley played really well. Won the match play Kuchar played really well. Won the match play. I mean, I wouldn't say Kuchar played well. I, I, I think he got up and down and made some clutch putts. Horschel didn't play all that great. I mean, I think the best players this weekend with Brian Harmon was like 20 under par, oh, but that was one, himself. that was one round. He fucking, no, like, oh, it was a, cr- it was, fr- it was from Wednesday to Saturday. He was like, he, he made like, like 15 or 16 birdies. Yeah, he, he, made like, he made like nine of them on Saturday. Yeah. But the first three days he was awesome too. Okay. Like he ran to a buzzsaw and can't lay. And then like, it just seemed like he was barely beating guys, but it's just cause they were playing awesome. Like, and Sheffield was great too. Like, I think those are the two big winners as far as like, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think Sheffield, but hey, you're right. You're right. I, I'm, I'm misremembering that because I was on Harmon on uh, Thursday because I was like, Jesus, I was like, that dude, fuck it. That dude played well enough to beat anybody, but the guy he right. was playing. Um, yeah. And the same thing on Friday. Um, I think I ended up losing when he lost on whatever day he lost on. Um, but yeah, man. I, yeah. Scheffler is definitely a big winner. Um, mm. Man, it would have been nice for him to finally get his fucking first PGA. I know. Uh, well, maybe it's going to be this week at the Valero, but we'll talk about that. It later. might be. So, uh, yeah. I you think he's going to play? Dude, that guy's going to be fucking gassed. Is he? In I mean, for, he's not. He's not in on the Masters, right? No, he's in. Yeah, he's, he's in. Okay. In. Yeah, he okay. played last fall too. So okay. no, I th- he qualified based on uh, finishing um, going to tour championship. I got you. So he's there. So, all right. Do so you want to talk about Ryder Cup? Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. So. Obviously people want to talk about it because after the match play, people are all fired up. Like, you know, for example, I mean, I'm not on Twitter, but I know that there was, Oh, Kevin Kisner match play champion. Gotta be, you know, on the team. And then he got waxed by Kuchar and people forget that, you know, whistling straights is a terrible golf course for him. He probably shouldn't be anywhere near. He says it. He says it all the time. He says, he says it like, look, there's some golf courses that, you know, I think I can win at there's some. I can't any of the long ones. He's like, I right, show up to catch a check. That's it. Like I'm, I'm not built for this golf course. No, they're going to set up 8,000 yards because they're going to have a bunch of bombers on TBUSA and he's just, there's no use for him at this place. No. So, all right. So why don't we talk about Europe first, okay. your favorite team, by the way, yeah. I know you just kind of gritted your teeth a little bit. So, so I count one, two, three, four, five, six, nine guys who I think are locks today. And it's actually looking a lot better than we first nine. Yeah. Okay. I, I think there's nine. Well, because we're going to talk about the three, you know, the three vacancies. wild card picks. Yeah. Not a whole lot to work with. So I think Tommy Fleetwood, yeah. Roy McElroy, nope. John Rahm, mm-hmm. Terrell Hatton, nope. Victor Hovland, Paul Casey, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Sergio Garcia. I think it's a lock now. He's been playing good. And Lee Westwood, just based on what he did in the last couple of weeks, he's going to qualify in points, I think. So there's nine right there. So you have three spots available, and I'm going to give you eight names. All right. You give me three. Okay. All right. All right. Victor Perez, Robert McIntyre, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, Bern Wiesberger, and then the Belgian Bash brothers, Thomas Peters and Thomas Dietrich. <laughs> you can't have Peters on a fucking Ryder Cup team. Why not? It's going to be because he's because he's too mentally unstable. He, he can fi- just he was he fine just- at Hazeltine in 2016. He's one of the better players. <sighs> And you're uh, gonna need, you're gonna need bombers at this yeah. place, and they do they do they have two, two guys who can really get it headed out there. Yeah, what Rom and Rory, because yeah. Terrell's not necessarily long, Fleet was no. not necessarily long, but he's not short either. Yeah, um, but they're they're not. No, right. their game if they, if, they, if you're trying to you know if it's gonna be an arms race, this thing that you you need couple of, uh, you know, powerhouses like those two. I mean, recency bias, definitely sh- like Perez looked good this weekend. Like that yeah, I, 
I think Perez might have played his way on team. He I was think very he, good. I think he might have played his way in too. Mm-hmm. He so, played well the players too. Yeah. So I'm fine with Perez. If I if I was I want I want Poulter if I'm a European. That's a gamer, man. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I like I'd like his I like his mentality and he's he's still good enough and he gets fired up for that shit. Like I want I want killers, right? I want guys who can laser focus, like play whatever little mind games they play. Cause you know, he's out there playing fucking mind games. Like, I don't know. I like Poulter on that third name. Give it who, who, who do I got left? So you got uh Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Bern Wiesberger and the Belgian twins. So I, so I get, man, I guess it's between Lowry and Peters. And if they need bombers, I guess you got to go Peters. God, man, that's a firecracker on that fucking team, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you, need, you need a wild card, though. Yeah. I, I think with you on Perez, I'm with you on Perez, and I'm taking both Belgian guys. Really? Yeah, they need over it. Poulter, man. Dietrich's been playing good. Dude, Poulter can't make the ladies' tees of the Whistling oh, Straits. Yeah, he, what is he gonna do there? No. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah he, he's uh, that. That's I mean, really how long is it going to play? They're not going to make it fucking. Eight they're going to make it probably seventy-seven hundred yards. Are they really? I mean, you can stretch it out to like eight thousand there. Good God. Yeah, like there's so talk about like it'll be a, like, like, a seven-hour like, round for me. A seven-hour round. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're they're going to mow down all the rough, but it's still it's going to be long, and you need some firepower, and I think they can do it. So, and they're both been playing pretty well. They like I I know they both played well at Corrales and yeah. been playing pretty well in Europe. So, all right, USA. This one's a little more interesting. I agree. Cause there's a, there's not many open spots for it's, it's a deep pool. So yeah. I think there's eight locks and I'm taking Brooks out of it because it I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So excluding Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Kyle Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Tony Fino. And there's talk about, they're going to leave out Patrick Reed because it comes I don't fucking buy that. No way. No, he's too good. He's too good. So there's four spots for 10 guys. Is, is Xander already locked in? Xander's going to be a lock. Yeah. You got, you got to bring him. Gross. I, all right, fine. Don't let Nagels Nagels hear that. So <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nagels. But uh, I think Xander should be there. My co-host doesn't. No, I do all right, not. So four spots for, I think, 10 guys. Okay. Do you pick four? Okay. Right. Yep. Jordan Speed, Daniel Berger. Webb Simpson, Scotty Shuffler, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Kisner, Ryan Palmer. Actually, you know what? There's one more. Will Zalatoris. So 11. Mm. 11 guys for four spots. That's tough. That is tough. All right. So I already eliminated um, Kiz. Yeah, I agree. Uh, dude, I think Scotty played his way on, man. I really yeah, do. I- Cause he, I, so you're not on Twitter. Um, some fucking blank. And who's the captain? What's his fucking uh, name? Steve Stricker Stricker. There, somebody, uh, somebody on Twitter was like, I hope you're watching this. And he put those fucking eyeballs. Like I'm watching. And I was like, okay, Scotty's in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, Scotty's on the team. Um, Scotty Sky should absolutely be on the team. I've been saying this for months. He, he should be on the team. <sighs> Coke racks long. Coke racks long, man. I don't know. I just, man, I don't, he's a wild card too. He's a, he's a wild card too. Burger's not particularly long. Yeah. But Duke can putt. Though. Duke can putt his fucking light. That's out. good for alternate shot. 
Yeah. Oh, that is good for Alton Sharp. I didn't think about that. Like yeah. a fucking sixty foot of fucking there he is, like yeah. chipping, good. chipping in. Let's yeah, go his, go his irons. Yeah. Good chipper. Good, yeah, that's that. You need a guy like that for alternate shot. Okay, so let's let's go with Berger. Oh man, who was after Berger? Uh, Webb Simpson. No, fuck him. Um, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> because because one, I mean, look out. Look, his recent form is garbage. Like That's true, he, he couldn't putt at concession, missed the cut at the players. Like now, no, and he's short as shit. I mean, if we're eliminating Kisner, Simpson hits the ball fucking two sixty. Like no, you know I mean? Simpson's know. a little longer. I'm than exaggerating. Him. All right, come on. But you know the what number. The number is two ninety eight. Jesus, that's. That's that's so long. <laughs> like where I'm like, this guy's a short knocker, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that guy would be close a hundred yards past you. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So sp- speed, but here's my caveat. Let's see how he plays at the Masters, because God, you want to talk about somebody who broke my fucking hat? Like he could have closed that fucking match out five goddamn times on that back nine. Mm-hmm. You know what's starting to remind me of? Mm. 2018 when all this started, when the ball striking was still great and he couldn't putt. He's yeah. missing like three or four footers. I know he's great off the fucking he's, he was great off the tee box. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And he's missing these putts. It is yeah. insane. So I don't care. It's, uh, it's frustrating. Right it's frustrating. Right now I'm still I'm still taking speed because fuck Simpson, fuck Kisner. I, I, you know me, I love Kokrak, but we'll get to him in a minute. I, I can't I can't put him on the Ryder Cup team. I'm gonna go with Homa, man. Okay. I'm going to go with Homa. Like that's a good all around player, young, probably hungry, like okay. not, not short. Like I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like his makeup. All right. So I'm going Spieth and Berger as well. Um, oh. I think at this point you have to include Spieth. I mean, it just, yeah, he's done enough. If he, if this continues, then a, he's probably going to win his way on. Yeah. And B just, it's too good. I mean, burgers won twice in the last year. A lot of the good attributes we've said as far as like alternate shot, like, yeah, he's not the longest guy, but he, he hits it out there as far as Terrell Hatton does yeah. and he can putt. So that's good. Uh, Sky Shuffler. I've been saying he should be on the team for a while. I'm going to go. And I'm actually, am going to go with Jason Kokrak. Okay. I mean, listen, Ooh, wow. you saw right. it this week. You saw it at the match play. What him, him burn all my fucking tickets. Okay. But like <laughs> you saw the upside, right? I did. Make a lot of birdies. Yeah. That's good for uh foursomes. Or four ball, whatever it is. Yeah. So basically, yeah, because that's all you need. Yeah. Because you can, even if you blow up on a hole, you have a partner who will lie on and maybe save you, but he can make a lot of birdies. So he is long. He's a good putter. I think you got to take that guy. I think that's a great combination for whistling straights. So I'm I'm fine with it. And that's my initial lean, but I'm still salty about the fucking weekend. And, and I've said it before. Kokrak is a blind spot for me. You know what I mean? Like, and so I try. I've been trying just like you've been trying to do the grass. I've been trying to realize what guys are blind spots for me and try to acknowledge it before I talk about it and realize that I have a slant to take. <laughs> okay. Well, that leads us to our next, next segment segment. Um, is it time to put him on the boat? That motherfucker is on a boat, man. I, dude, wow. I was so, <laughs> you, and so I wasn't going to put him on the boat, but I was so frustrated watching him. Like so fucking frustrated. He could have closed that fucking thing out six goddamn times over the last fucking nine holes. And he didn't do it. So who'd, he I mean, lose to, who'd he lose to on Friday? I don't even fucking remember. Like I, I literally don't remember. Okay. It, it was, um, here, I fucking pull it up. 
Either way, I don't care. Like he was so. Fun. I mean, I, I remember watching it. It was frustrating. It seemed like it, he it was, was insane. He missed. He he was missing fucking five footers and like oh god, like he was. I, and look, I had him outright. I had him for the group. I had I had all fucking types of shit on Kokrak, um, because I was like long, misinformed on where he was from. But yeah, still, absolutely. still, still liked, still liked his makeup. I like that the was bride. a great running joke on Slack, by the it way. Really I kept was. throwing out guys who were, who <laughs> looks like they're from Texas. They ain't from Texas, but he even, talk, so he even talks with a Southern draw. I mean, I think Ohio is starting to become like the South. Right. So, like that, that threw me off. I was, like, I, I, was listen, I was listening to him talk and I was like, see, this is another reason I thought he was from Texas. He sounds like he's from fucking Texas. Uh, just like his square jaw. That's what you like. And his big pot, his belly. big pot belly. Yeah. yeah. And he's tall and he, look, and he looks like he could wear a, a, a bolo and fucking, and, and cattle some stuff, whatever exactly, they do yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you like. Listen, him. I love him. So they, hey, all right, fine. I, he's on the dock. He's on the okay. dock. He's not on I the think boat. that's the place he should be. I think he should be on the dock. Okay. From actually right. on the fucking boat. <sighs> I mean. I think who made you mad. <laughs> there are a lot of people make me mad every weekend. Um, <laughs> the list is too long. This is why we got to do it on Sunday. Fucking right. learn how well, to handle, I, 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 handle I will be hung over next Sunday, so there you go. <laughs> the, um, although I, I really feel like once a month we should do uh, a Red Bull and Vodka Steve podcast. <laughs> Like, because the, the text exchange for a solid hour and a half to two hours that led well past midnight was fucking outstanding. Yeah. So uh, I feel like, I feel like we're depriving the listeners of angry Steve. I mean, I had a great time. I didn't care that Syracuse got their asses handed to him. I was I having a good time. Yeah. yeah. So what about, uh, so you know what? You, uh, I can't put him on the boat either because this, I don't know if there's anybody boat worthy off a of match play, but you know, who's on the dock too. All right. Who? My spirit animal. Right. Hatton doesn't. Hatton doesn't look right. Okay. So yeah, he has not looked very good lately. So he, I was like, I bet him fucking heavy on Thursday because I was like, all right, whatever. This is what he's been doing all year. Come out, play like shit. First round, and then he comes back in the second round and fucking at least attempts to make the cut or makes the cut. He'll come out and grind. Nope, wrong. Like, okay. All right. So Hatton, crack. Anybody else? Mm, we good. I think we're good. All right. Don't move to the masters. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, listen, college hoops is back and win bet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play all produced by win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories and tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app. The app, the app today. Um, so uh, they got golf over there. So uh, they got some futures out uh, for this week. Uh, so uh, off the jump, uh, the odds moved a little bit. Um, I grabbed some guys earlier today, but what's still out there? You get Russell Knox at like fucking plus thirteen hundred. Good Ooh. player. It's gonna be windy. Whatever. I can take a shot, man. We love long shots here. If they cash, you're good for a couple weeks anyway. Your your shit should be fine. So head over to WinBet and uh, go download it. All right, Masters. All right. What we got. All right. Well, why don't you, why don't you start? Cause I, I got a couple things to talk about. What, why don't we get you out sure. of the way? Sure. So, so what do you, what are you on right now? So I got speed, right? I got speed at 50 to one. That's, I got, that's like the Willy Wonka golden ticket, by the way. It fucking really is. Yeah. Um, and I got 
Munez one twenty five to one. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Stop getting sucked into the chocolate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's what was her name? Uh, uh, Baruch Assault. That's right. There you go. Uh, I'm on Brooks. I don't remember what I got him at. Uh, um, that's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. I, I got one other one out there. You know, it's probably fucking some terrible other long shot. Oh no, I'm on Hatton too. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. When so, when you get the Hatton one more price? It was right. At, it was when we caught him sleeping um, after he oh, won. Oh, like Abu Dhabi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When we woke up that morning, we were like, "Bet him now." Yes, <laughs> the, um, exactly. What's funny about the Masters bets? I mean, they can't stay this way, man. You can't have this many guys. Fucking yeah. Well, that, under that, twenty to one. I know. There's it. There's so many short Two, odds, and I'm I'm six, wondering eight, what's eight guys under twenty to one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine though. Anyone's going to really move down all that much. Like I, this might be it. I mean, I can only see guys just going up from here. Like maybe they adjust like maybe like five points or something, but yeah. I don't know. So, it's, so for me, there, there's a couple things to consider. If you want to bet the masters right now, I mean, like there's a couple guys playing this week at Valero that could maybe move some things. Like if Tony Finau goes out and wins, he's going to go under 20 to one. If Spieth wins, he's probably gonna be the favorite. Um, but so I think you first got to look at the weather report right now. I mean, it's a week out, things could change, but we can kind of figure out what, how it's going to play. So not a whole lot of rain uh, so far. It might rain in Augusta tomorrow. Uh, might get some thunderstorms, but next week looks pretty clear. Yeah. So the course is going to dry out. Uh, it's going to play a lot firmer than what it did in November because uh, in November, because they had to get the golf course ready so early, they had to apply a lot of water to the golf course to make the bent grass like right. apply. Right. So now it's had all winter in order to settle. It's going to play basically your traditional masters, you know, firm and fast uh, temperature is going to be in the mid to upper seventies. That usually makes the ball fly a little farther, makes scoring a little easier. Usually the colder temperatures when you see scoring goes up, but the wind looks like it's going to be hellacious, really? especially on Thursday and Friday. Like at least the weather report I saw 35 mile per hour gusts on Thursday. 25 on Friday and they're coming from the hardest direction. So anytime the winds comes out of the West, that plays hardest. It's because all the par fives play into the wind. Some holes like, like yeah, 16 yeah. plays into the wind. Like you can bring like a water ball in the play there. 13's a birdie hole. That's now into the wind, like on 12 to like anything come out of like the West, like the ball, like may, does some weird things around the trees there. So and it's going to be basically out of the North and the Northwest all week. It's going to be hard. So I think like good iron play, good scrambling. I think guys are going to be missing greens. Like it's going to be like, like I think like a 2017 type masters when you had like Sergio okay. and Justin Rose. Nice. I think it's gonna be like that. Okay. So, and another thing to consider too is course experience. So data golf did something a couple of years ago where they looked at how many masters you played before. And then what you did the, that year. So there's two noticeable jumps. If you play twice, you make a jump then. And then if you play at least six, you make another jump. So kind of look for like guys like making, who are about to make a leap. Like maybe they play two or three, they start getting to, towards that window. Or once you hit like six, then you have a period of like six to 10, like a five year period to like get stuff done. So here's what I'm currently on. I've done this over the last couple of weeks or so. So I found a Patrick Cantley 28 to one. I took that. It's a good price. I think that's going to be down closer to 20 by, by masters. I, that was just, I, fa- I saw the price. I just took it. Yep. You know, this is before he missed the cut. The players didn't play well at, right, right, right. at the match, whatever. 
Webb Simpson, 50 to one. It's a low price. And I think you can still find it out there. And if, if it's going to be a bet down all the way to 33 already. Okay. So I, 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 I saw a book this morning. So I have 50, I've seen like 40, 45. I still think that's a good price for how I think this masters is going to be set up. Gotcha. I like that. Um, I got a Paul Casey at 60 to one. That's going to have, people are going to pound this angle all next week because it's the, anyone who wins the Omega desert Dubai classic. Oh yeah. We did this. We did this a couple months ago. I remember we did. And like, <laughs> will it one in 16 and then he won the ma- masters Sergio one in 17. Then he won the masters. People are going to pound you over the fucking head with this thing. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything to it, but that number is going to get bet down and he's been playing great. I like, I think. I don't think 60 to one is out there anymore, but there's a 50 you can find it. And I got Matthew Fitzpatrick at 80 to one uh, about a month ago. Oh. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. And if it's going to be, be like, you know, scrambling too. iron play, I think it's going to be good. Now things to consider. And I think we were talking, we just mentioned that guys who might move down. So who are two really popular players usually that no one is, that, that's kind of a just bad mojo right now. Ricky, not Ricky's not even in the field. I'm talking about like top favorites. Oh, um, DJ, DJ hasn't played well. Now Rory. I mean, not, all right, all right. So Rory's one. Yeah. Rory's down like 14, 16. I could see that getting down to 20 by next week. I mean, there's almost, some bad juju on him right now. You almost gotta fucking take that if it goes. Yeah, that's almost like an auto bet, like JT. Like JT. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who else I think is has bad juju, and you just said it in the Ryder Cup thing. Xander Xander's yeah. finally down to 22. Yeah. Good. You can I think drop, it makes sense to drop another 20 points for me to bet it. Jesus. That's a little harsh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think if he gets past 25 to one, I think you take it. All right. So a couple of other guys, Daniel Berger, 45 to one. Like, Ooh, I like I that. Again, like we just said, like, you know, real mm-hmm. consistent. I think like if he's in the mix on Sunday, he can do something. I like Terrell Haddon. He's down to 50 to one on books. Now yep. that's a, that's an appealing number. I know he's not playing very good, but you know, we'll see. I don't love this number, but I can see it for this guy. Cam Smith, 50 to one. Mm. I mean, he, he did really well in November, but hard conditions scrambling. Although he was bad, like around the greens at Austin. I don't know what the deal is with really that bad around the greens. Me either. Yeah. So maybe that's bad. Not, so maybe that's on the pause. And then this is like, this is like one of those grizzled old vets. He's been playing at least on paper. Well, now, I don't know what's happened with the results, but it hasn't been great. But I mean, Louie's been in a lot of masters. He's yeah. been in the max. He's like 80 to one. What a great story that would be. Yeah. By the fucking way. I know. You know maybe, how happy I would maybe, be. Maybe that's a long, I mean like, and looking past like a hundred to one, I don't see it. See like, baby. What's that? See woo. See woo. No. Why not? Masters. You never know. 125 to one. How mad would you be? If he were one and you weren't on him, nah, I can sleep at night. <laughs> I think I, would, be I more, wouldn't be able to. You'd be more mad than me. This podcast would be over. <laughs> yeah, you can never deliver yourself. So those are what I'm on. Those are what I think you should watch out for as we go to next week, and maybe consider like like the Burger Hattons. Yeah. Maybe bet those now because I think some people are going to look at that and be like, "All right, I, I'm of the two. I'm more inclined to bet Burger. Okay. Um, Hatton, we'll see. Good stuff." 
All right. Well, listen, before we uh, jump into uh, the Valero open, uh, listen, you get an, are you looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during match madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets, easily find the most profitable bets based on the top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to head to betql.com to get started today. So head over to the app store, Google play store and download BetQL. bet smarter, not harder. Uh, use promo code match 30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's betql.com promo code March 30. And Hey, listen, hopefully you entered the odds crowd con contest, March madness uh, for your chance to win eight grand odds crowd has plenty of free contests. It was a $500 weekly and a $2,000 season long MLB contest. And odds crowd isn't just a fantasy betting contest app. It's a social app built just for sports betters. free to download. You can live you can live group chat uh, with other betters and track your bets and set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more. Download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. All right. All right. So let's talk about the Valero. Let's do it. So my weekly quiz to my sharp co-host, what happened last year? The Valero Texas open. I actually remember this because I, uh, I, it was Connor's Connor's one. This is the one where he money qualified. All right, that's uh, not technically correct. Uh, there was no event last year. Oh, fuck off, dickhead! You know what? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Corey Connors was the Monday qualifier on conditional status and won, and that was a great, great story. It was a lot of fun watching that. So yeah. he was, yeah, he was really good. So. Siwoo was in it too. I was I like, I, dude, I was so I had Siwoo and Connors in uh, DK that week. Like I, I made a lot of money that week. I was All very right, so happy. So this this term is very fond for you then. It is. It is very very fond to me. All yeah. right. So as far as who's in I the think I had Connor's first round leader. Did he did he catch first round leader too? No, he wasn't first one. We're gonna talk about first round leader in a little bit because I uh, I I did my homework ahead of time for everybody. Well, that's that's tomorrow's show. No, I did my I, I did so everybody can start thinking about it. Okay, okay. So that's for you, Moonoff. I did my my prep uh, day early, so you're welcome. All right. So as far as who's in the field, well, Dustin Johnson was in the field. So did you, you find out? So he actually entered on Friday and then decided today, nope, I don't really want to play. So I don't know what the hell that was about, but whatever. I mean, like probably you probably got in a fight with Paulina and he was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to Texas to play. And then they made up and he's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to go to Texas anyway. No, nah, I, I think it was a golf. <laughs> I think it was a golf reason uh, because remember he played Houston the week before the masters and won. Yeah. So maybe he wanted to do that again. Maybe he's tired. So. I don't know. I don't you do that. So. He can't be tired. He didn't play that fucking long this week. No, he didn't. Kevin not pissed him off. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I mean, so as far as I mean, Jordan Spieth is now the favorite. Um, Texas's favorite son does well here. You know, I think he's down to like ten to one after DJ Woodrow. Tony Finau is up here to fourteen one. I think he his course history isn't all that great, but I think he has like a top five. No way. Years. No way. Tony yeah. has a top five. <laughs> Yes, Tony is top five. I think, yeah, where doesn't have Tony have a top Exactly. Five? That's going to be the shorter list. Yes, there you go. So, I mean, some other favorites up there. Um, Abe Answer is like 20 to one. Ryan Palmer is up there. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, you know, maybe he could win the hyperbaric chamber. You know, it's all refreshed now, so he's good. There's so. no way he's going to play this week. He's going to play. No, why would you play? That would be, I think that's a terrible fucking decision. I think it is too, but I mean, maybe he's got a sponsorship commitment. I, I know speak. The only reason why he plays is because AT&T is a major sponsor. Maybe Shepler's wrapped up on wrapped up in something. Maybe he's into like big oil or something, you know, like he's got some Valero connections. Yeah. I mean, he is from Texas. I'm sure he does. Yeah. There you go. So maybe he's just making somebody happy there. 
So, um, you want to talk about the golf course? I mean, I'll let you talk about the golf course. <laughs> so and then, I'll, then I'll yell about some fucking hole with his two goddamn greens. And I'm playing two K against Tommy and I aim at the wrong fucking flag. Cause I'm fucking four gins deep. And I'm like, how am I 60 feet from the flag? I'm six feet from it. Oh, I aimed at the wrong fucking pin. Can I ask you a question? Cause I, I don't play this game. Yeah. Do, do, can you do like simulate tournaments? Like they do it like DJ madness. Uh, I don't know. Me and Tommy just play the tournaments of the week. Me, Tommy, so I'm and my wondering buddy, like if that, buddy, that, and my buddy that's P. something we could do on like Twitch or something. Like maybe oh, like, that would be fun. I yeah. don't know if you can, I'll look into it. Yeah. But me, so uh, t- me, Tommy and my boy, Pete all play and we just kind of compete against each other. Um, and yeah, it's fun. Like whatever. Like, and you can see the scoreboard as you go. Like if they're ahead of you, you know how far behind you are and shit. Like, and, and Tommy's actually talking about maybe uh, getting one for the Slack channel that all of us can get on and just fucking play. And it's a good way to preview the course too for the week because you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is it. All right, all right oh, yeah. I, it's a good way. Yeah, I, I imagine CBC San Antonio is probably on there too because it's the yeah. company of all yeah, of them. So we're, we're having a hard time finding the Masters one though. We got to find it. Okay, so maybe you guys don't even need to tell me, you know, about this golf course and how kind of terrible it is. But I will anyways. I'll explain it to you. So. <laughs> This is CBC San Antonio. There's actually two golf courses on the property. One's the Canyon course, which is on the north side, which is actually a Pete Dye design. It's actually kind of cool. I mean, some people don't really like it because they used to lose a bunch of golf balls in the canyons, but it's pretty. It's wide fairways. Like, it's not that bad. But the one they play here is the Oaks course. Uh, it's about 7,400 yards. That's 7,435 exactly. Uh, it's overseed of Bermuda. Um, this time of year, the Bermuda grass can be dormant. They lay it down with a bunch of rye grass and uh, bent grass and pillow. Although I need to confirm that I haven't been able to confirm if they overseed it. I think they did. We'll check back tomorrow if that's the case. But this uh, Greg Norman design with uh, Sergio Garcia's consultation, and uh, the reason why Sergio Garcia has his name on this is uh, I think he used to like was married to Greg Norman's daughter, like dated her or something. So they have collaborated on this golf course. So it opened 2010, and then immediately uh, the PGA Tour came there because. The Valero Texas would kind of bounce around San Antonio for a while. It didn't really have a home. And finally they had this tournament golf course at uh, a great resort. Uh, it's a JW Marriott. Um, the, uh, if you look at, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really nice resort. There's a nice pool area. So if you want to stay there and then play the course, you can leave the kids by the pool and then you go play, uh, you know, 36 holes. So, so there's some pros and cons. Let's start with some pros. It's in great condition. I mean, it's a TBC, yep. you know, many is a great, Greens roll pretty good. Fairways are lush. Fairways are in good condition. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's you're gonna go there and you're not gonna complain that this is a cow pasture. It's pretty good. Um, there's some interesting holes, especially in the back nine. Um, on eleven, there's a center line bunker. You got to work your way around, and then the fairway runs out about 300 yards. There's a couple bunkers there, so you have to make some decisions off the tee. Uh, Sixteen is an homage to the sixth of Riviera. There was a bunker right in the middle of the green. It is so, and then. 18 is a split fairway par five. It's actually identical to uh, Jumeirah States. That's where they play the DP World Tour. Uh, that's another great Norman design. That's the end season championship over on the European Tour. So Wait, basically, where did we just where did we just see the 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 split fairway where they had the playing a couple different courses? Where the fuck was that? That was out in California somewhere. Wasn't there a split fairway out there? Uh, it's Riviera. Okay. Yeah. No. That, no. No. It was one where we weren't getting shot linked that off one of them. It was two courses. I don't know. Sorry. didn't mean to derail you. That's fine. (laughs) So anyway, so that's a, so that, uh, the 18th of Jumeirah is basically like, there's a Creek that bisects the fairway. This is basically the same hole. So, and it's got a rugged look. Like you see some of these golf courses that have like just real estate eyesores, just like surrounding it. 
you know, where people are actually hitting the pools here. If you hit into the junk, it's going to like bramble and like just rocky terrain. Like there's a rugged look to it. It looks all right. Now the bad news (laughs) front nine is pretty boring. Um, There's really not a whole lot going on with it. It's mostly a lot of the same similar looking par fours over and over. Uh, just like a slight dog leg, a fairway bunker. There's not really a whole lot of incentive to hit towards the bunker. Like you look at some of these like Pete Dye and Jack Nicholas golf courses where you got hit towards the trouble in order to get the best angle here, just blast it anywhere and just avoid trouble. So um, it's really difficult for amateurs. You, you and me would have a tough time there. And then there's a couple of reasons for it. First of all, I mean, Greg Norman was one of the most straight and accurate long drivers of the golf ball in history. And that's what you need to do here. You need to be long and straight off tee or else you are fucked. You are going to be hitting into canyons. You're going to be hitting into boulders and waste areas. And you're not going to have a good time. There's actually the rough, uh, the rough's pretty thick here too, isn't it? Well, here's the, th- that's the thing. So sometimes for this tournament, the week before they c- try and set up masters like conditions, so the rough won't yeah, be as like thick that. and it's overseeded. So the ball's going to pop up. If it was Bermuda. Yeah, I would agree with you, okay. but it's because the overseed, they might not set it up that way. Um, but anyways, you need to be long and straight here, uh, or at least straight. Cause if you're off the fairway, you know, you're in trouble. I mean, there's not a whole lot of room to operate. Like there's the video of our, our good buddy, Kevin, not making a 16, <laughs> trying to hack out of that shit. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, I forgot that was this course. Yeah. I, 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 in my article this week, I posted uh, the YouTube link that you can go check that out. It's, it's actually quite funny. It's funny how big of a dickhead that we both think he is. <laughs> and we see him cut down the size a little bit. So, um, I mean, it's over bunkered, especially around the greens. Like there's some really deep bunkers <laughs> regarding the greens and like all the greens are elevated from the fairway. Like everything's aerial there. You can't run the ball up to the green. And there's some, there's a couple bill areas, but even those are hard to get. Like, it's just, it, it it's not fun and conducive. And, and because it plays, the area can be really windy, especially with like a stiff North wind. It's almost borderline unplayable for an amateur. If it's a North wind, just because, so how the golf course is set up, everything runs out to in yeah. starting at the top of the property on the North side, it goes South downhill. So like going out, if you got a North wind, it's great. Like you downhill, you can get to the green. It's fine. But coming back in, you have it's uphill and you have like 20 mile per hour north winds and you have to fly the ball to the pin. You're not getting there. Yeah, thank you. No. It's, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's a mess. So, I mean, it's it's not even like the like golf.com did a survey of all the pros and it's not even a favor for the pros. Oh, like, really? I, like that was a popular option. Like pick your least favorite golf course on the PJ tour schedule. I think the top one was. Um, where they put the Zurich, the TPC, Louisiana, because basically just a swamp ass invitational down there. Fucking Louisiana. Of course. This is yeah. A swamp. Yeah. And then it's this one. So, I mean, even Sergio <laughs> how Garcia, funny is that that TPC has two of the least favorite golf courses. I think there's four of the first five are up there. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a reason why I'll get on this podcast a lot and, I'll, and we'll talk about TPCs and this is not going to be the first time I have this conversation. Yeah. They, all fuck, they all fucking suck. <laughs> so they're all places. I, don't I like sawgrass, bro. All right. Well, sawgrass is different, but most of them are pretty bad. But I mean, even Sergio Garcia won't play this place. And it's probably because, you know, he had a messy breakup with Greg Norman's daughter, but it didn't he marry. Like, they were talking about who he's married to now. Like he's married to some other girl from Texas who has like connections, like drew Brees and like some 
fucking football coach. I was all I, confused. I was like, what? what's know. happening? Is Sergio Texan? Is Sergio Texan now? I mean, I think by, by extension he is. <laughs> yeah. So I think he actually, I think he lives in Texas, but even so he won't play this place. So I think that that kind of says all you need to know that the guy who co-designed the place won't even play it. So I mean, it's, it was it's, a mistake in my early twenties. I don't like to revisit it. <laughs> I, so, so I guess as far as things to look at, um, you know, if you look at like a relative skill set set chart from data golf, I like using that. Um, there's not really a whole lot of correlation between long hitters and short hitters at the top of the leaderboard or like accurate or like not, you can do both. I mean, you have to be accurate, but like you just gotta keep the ball in play. I mean, that really off the tee. If you, and like, if you do that for the pros, there's a lot of room out there to navigate. But if you're missing, like if you're blasting, like if you're camp champ this week, you might have a long week. So <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. But, but, but it seems like everything here is comes down to how you do T to green or not T to green from the fairway to the green. So iron play is really important here. Um, three of the last five winners led the field in greens or regulation percentage. Uh, the two exceptions was Charlie Hoffman finished 17th in the year he won. And then in 2016 or 2017, I forget, uh, the year Kevin chapel won. he finished third in greens or regulation percentage and he beat Brooks Kepka by a shot who led the field in greens regulation percentage. So yeah. iron play is really important here. And that, and that, and that makes sense for a couple of reasons. First it's really windy. Yeah. So better iron players do better in the wind. Uh, and second of all, the greens are pretty, there's some good undulations to them. That's one of the better qualities about this place. You can get some good pin positions there and it's hard to access to. So guys who do pretty well, their irons do well here. Um, specifically shorter wedge players do pretty well here. Like we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of guys or horse for courses, but um, there's a lot of approach shots between like 100 and 150 yards on the par fours. Um, so like you tend to see like better wedge players do be good here. Yeah. So that's important distance to look for. And scramblers are important too, just because it's really windy. You're going to be missing a lot of greens. Um, this week they're going to get lucky and unlucky. So not going to get any of those North winds that makes the course really hard, but they're getting, you're going to get a bunch of crosswinds, which means probably guys are going to be hitting on bunkers a lot. Probably guys are going to be, you know, pin off the, or scrambling from off the green. Uh, and then as far as putting goes, you know, there's been some good putters who do well here, but it's, it's not a prerequisite. Like Steven Bowditch, when he won 2014, he actually lost a half a stroke per round putting by uh, the year he won. And then, I mean, you know, the fact that, the fact that you just even can pull that stat is fucking absurd. Well, I, I had it written down. I looked it up earlier. So, okay. But either way, like the, I don't know, whatever it's ridiculous. Okay. Well, fine. I, I love you for it. It just cracks me up. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Ooh. All right. Fine. <laughs> like, you, well, all right. Well, well, let's back up. Do you even know who Steven Bowditch is? No, I have no fucking idea who that guy is. That's no a idea. dude who he like, like he, so we had this like two year run. He won like two times and then he got into like all these WGCs cause he was just, he had stats and he was putting up like 85s every round. He was just that bad. He just completely lost it. That's why you don't hear from him. That's good for him. Fucking yeah. It, it, hey, it shows like, how stupid golf is. It shows you how stupid and random golf can be sometimes. Yeah. He was like 50th in the world. He couldn't break 80, but he was cashing like $15,000 checks over and over. So good fucking him, man. Yeah. And then, I mean, the secretary of state of hashtag team, no put Corey Connors won here. Hey. So, yeah, it's possible. So like, you don't have to be a great putter here. And so ball striking, good scrambling. That's going to be pretty important. And then if you look at like the list of guys who have done well here, so like, Ryan Moore, Charlie Hoffman, Brant Snedeker, Jordan Spieth, Andrew Landry, Jim Furyk, 
Coochers on the list, Zach Johnson, like, yeah, like the all only, guys like, you expect to be super accurate and good iron players. Yeah. And like the, like the only guys who I would consider like a bomber would be like Ryan Palmer. Like he's on the list. Like Jimmy Walker has some length too back in the day, but like all these guys are just like really good iron guys. players, good scramblers. Like even Graham McDowell's had success here and he's a short knocker. Like a lot, I think a lot of people, and I, I had this perception for years that this thing was just bomb and gouge. It really isn't. And I know you've come in this podcast and like, you said like, go oh, Corey counters bomb and gouge. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not here, not here. <laughs> no. So it, it's mostly just solid players. Pretty good with your shorts at like, you know, mid irons keeps it in play. Does get in trouble up and down for par, you know, you can get half of the flashing a little bit too. So it target those types of guys this week. And like, listen, a bomber could win here. Like there have been guys who hit it a long way. who do relatively well, but that's not going to win it for them. Like they got, they got to play these guys game in order if, if they want to compete. I gotcha. All right. Well, listen, before, uh, before you give us, you didn't really touch on the first round leader lean you had there. Um, well, I, I got outright leans and I got first round leader lean. So we'll let you do the outright and then we'll talk uh, about that. All right. Sounds good. Um, I did Oz crowd, right? All right. <laughs> so, so picks wise, the, um, held by a team of trend watching data, devouring sports fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction on every game, every day in every sport, all for free. Picks wise presents the Capra contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner take all prize. Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting pickswise.com slash match madness. That's pickswise.com slash match madness. And last but definitely not least, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but what DGENs only care about sports betting. We're giving out free daily picks uh, over at our Better Than Edge profile page better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out and make sure you check out our profile. Uh, so you don't miss a pick that's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV that's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. And I lied last but not least is better edge allows you to buy and sell betting, betting positions like the stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there's no house and it's legal in more than 40 States post your plays and have someone at the better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread contest as well. Sign up today at better edge and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. And they do have golf now. Uh, I think I said, Ooh, that. all right. I, th- I thought I said it on the last podcast, but uh dude uh, DM me and was like, Hey man, we got golf now. Make sure you mention it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Perfect. We'll go do that then. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. So this has been played 10 times at TPC San Antonio. So okay. here are the types of guys where their odds were pre over that one. So this is outrights. We're talking outrights. They're outrights of the 10 four of them had odds 20 or 25 to one. They were Kevin Chapel in 2017, Charlie Hoppin in 2016. Kevin Jimmy Chappell Walker was 20 or 25 to one. He was 25 to one. He was good, man. I he know. Was. I remember, I remember, I remember, but like, geez, that's still, it just sounds so short. <laughs> I know. Well, there's a couple of guys this week. that are going to sound short that we'll talk about tomorrow, but yeah, Kevin Chapel 25 to one, Jimmy, Charlie Hoffman, 25 to one, Jimmy Walker, 20 to one. And then Adam Scott in 2010 was 20 to one. So right. favors of one here Four of them had odds over 200 to one. Yeah, Corey Connors, who I think was three hundred to one. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Landers three hundred to one. Stephen Bowditch, who you just assassinated, uh, two hundred to one. 
Sorry. And uh, Brendan Steele guy's first win here. Really? That's, that's 250 to one. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you got two guys who are like middle of the pack. So Martin Laird and Ben Curtis back to back eight, eight to one winner. So four, 201. Oh man. Yeah. I'm going to waste. So well, much. I mean like I'm going to waste so much money this week. I wish you did not tell me that fucking stat. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> this thing is that this thing has moved around the schedule so much. Like it's the redhead steps child of like the PGA tour. Like it's been in May. It's been in March, it's been in April. Like it's been right. before the masters, been after the masters. Like they don't know what the hell to do with this thing. It doesn't seem like anybody really wants to play, which again, this like the second term in three weeks that like AT&T dumps so much sponsorship money into the PGA tour and no one wants to play this fucking thing. So Oh man, these names, these names I like at 200 plus to one too. I know. Um, so damn it. So yeah, you're gonna be di- <laughs> we're gonna be dipping down a little bit. Like it's kind of like the similar strategy that you know I've been thinking for like like I took a pebble. It hasn't no. worked yet, but I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> you know, like taking some of the favorites up top, which I had to do by the way because I caught a book napping and then Dor- Dustin Johnson withdrew, so I ended up getting some well, bunch of guys like. Well, that's why I texted you this morning. I was like, I just I just snap at like what three or four guys just because I knew I, just in case DJ withdraws or Scotty withdrew. I think is who I thought was gonna withdraw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I grabbed a bunch of guys between like twenty five and forty to one. Uh, and a couple well, now they're 40 to one that that got me like 55 or 60. Yeah, exactly. And I took some long shots after that. We'll talk about tomorrow. So, but I, I think this is a more important lean is yeah. so this is the week for the masters. Yes. And there's an unknown variable as far as how motivated are these guys? What are they really doing here? Huh. So why don't we look at the last seven tournaments since 2013? The week before the Masters, I'm not talking about the one from November because no one was able to get into the Masters. Like Carlos Ortiz won it, he couldn't get in because they locked the field. I know. Yeah. So last, so going back to 2013, six of the last seven winners of the tournament immediately before the Masters were not qualified to be in it yet. They won their way in. So. That is, I think, something to keep in mind this week. There are a lot of guys like under 50 to one that are not in the Masters yet. And this is their last shot. And I think there's something to that. Okay. And like you look at some of these guys, like so Corey Connors, I mean, he's a money qualifier, yep. but he wasn't. 2018, Ian Poulter was not in the Masters yet. He had to win the Houston Open to get in. Yeah, he almost lost his fucking card. You remember? Yeah. He almost yeah. lost his fucking. Yes, yeah, so he almost lost the card, and he wasn't in the Masters yet. Yeah, and he won to get in. Russell Henley in 2017. Now, now we're going back to the Houston Open, right? When it was the, that year, but Russell Henley, he had to get in. Jim Herman won, like he was a big long shot. Um, Matt Jones, your boy, 2014, he oh, won the week before Who? Houston. Matt Jones. Yeah, and then Martin Laird in 2013, the at the Valero, he won. So. I think that's that that's going to put me in that kind of mindset, like taking guys who like, for example, your boy, Keegan Bradley, not in the masters yet. I know already got him 55. Charlie Hoffman, not in the masters, Brendan Steele, not in the masters, Cameron Tringali, not in the masters. Oh my God. I'm going to have so much fucking money on outrights this week, Steve. Yes, you will. (laughs) Yep. So there are a lot of guys like in that 30 to like 50 to one range, not in the masters yet. It's their last shot, including. Ricky Fowler. Oh, fuck off with that. He's not fucking winning. I'm just not, saying there might be someone winning. who buys. I'll, into that I'll, t- I'll take, I'll take whatever action you want to bet. Let's go. Uh, yeah. No, I will not be betting <laughs> that, but there might be some people who will. Okay. So, all right. Well, so let's, the first let's dissuade them from that. That's part of our job. Like, no, all right. 
No, do not bet fucking Ricky Fowler this week. I Jesus agree. Don't Christ. bet Ricky Fowler this week. No. All right, first round lead or lean? Yep. So two things to consider. Either where they start, you know, 10 on one, or in the morning or afternoon. So I'm assuming one in the morning. So since 2011, there have been 11 first round leaders. Okay. Six started on 10, five started on one. That didn't help. How about morning or a.m.? Six start in the afternoon, five start in the morning. There is zero lead for first round leavings. Fuck. And I think it has something, it might just have something to do with when the wind was. I don't know. It's going to be really windy on Thursday. So maybe just lean AM, but like there's nothing definitive to go off of. So have fun. Yeah, maybe, had a couple maybe, of, had some long shots because yeah, the guys who are actually like like the list of first round leaders here is like kind of gross. <laughs> so sounds like uh, I was wasting a lot of money on first round leaders and outrights this week. Exactly, Yay. and there's no and, and there's no roadmap to figure out like where like what side of the draw will have it. So it, just because it's gonna be really windy on Thursday, I think you just go AM. But yeah, yeah, have fun. <laughs> listen, we always have fun, man. Win or exactly. lose, but but listen, we, uh, <laughs> I think the better than Vegas. I think uh, I went like six and zero on my fucking first round matchups. I was in like, and I was like, yeah, and the fucking and the Sergio group was the only group I mentioned on that thing. Oh, I think I mentioned Connors too. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, whatever, man. Perfect. Yeah, man. So, all right, we got anything else before we want to wrap up? And uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm we good give too. you guys the map. And then we'll yep. talk about tomorrow where uh, where bets are going to lead to. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll let us know where the bets are and uh, what we can do. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, we'll break down the tiers like we always do for DFS. We can actually play this week because it's not a fucking clown show. Um, God, <laughs> I I can only imagine seeing that like this what the Swiss sixteen were. DraftKings must have been a fucking shit show last week. Oh, so as, as somebody I think it was like one point one percent had like the <laughs> final two. Like 1.1% had the final that's two. Nuts. That's fucking insane. First of all, like that's nuts. Like, that's hey, pa- Paris was in the back. We had, we were high in Scotty Scheffler at least. We were. And yeah. neither one of us idiots fucking bet it out. Right. But I guess it didn't. Well, you know what? It worked out. Yeah, exactly. Save some money. <laughs> I was so fucking bad too. I was like, this motherfucker's <laughs> going to win. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll break down the tiers like we always do. Uh, get get heavy with the bets uh, tomorrow. We'll give you as much as we can, whatever's released. And then obviously uh, next week, the Masters, man. Uh, we are yes, we're yes. geared up for that. Uh, we're gonna have uh, old old Nagels fucking texting me earlier. He's fucking like, when are we fucking recording? I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, so he might not want to after he heard me slander his boy tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel I'm gonna be like, uh, what's what's that TV show, Divorce Court or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. a mediator. <laughs> that's that's fine. But yeah, man. So uh, once again, just go to go to sportsgamepodcast.com. Get on the Slack channel. Seriously, like I I say it every week. I'm gonna get better on Twitter about doing shit. I'm not, I just put it in Slack. I'm terrible at Twitter. Uh, like I just, listen, when I smoke a cigarette, I scroll Twitter and I don't feel like putting anything on there by the time I'm done, it's too late for me to post. Uh, so I just put it all in the Slack channel. Steve drops knowledge all day. We got a bunch of other shop guys in there too, man, putting their shit out. Um, it's a great yeah, community. The, the Australian boys, they've been doing yeah, pretty good. Dude, yeah, dude, one yeah. of them had uh, that Juan fella. Yeah. That's actually, I guess his name. Yeah, I, I'm is. assuming his name is Juan. Juan. Good no, job. No, Emily. man. It's, it's Juan from Walgreens. That story from fucking Sean. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Let's go, man. We got some, we got some Aussies down there pulling it out and we got to, uh, yeah, man. Like, yeah, listen, great community. Come everybody's throwing out shit. Talk shit. Lots of family dinners, man. Listen, we do fucking make money on this goddamn podcast and we call it a family dinner. We make sure everybody gets on the place. We all like, and listen, we follow and we all fucking eat. So 
Come find us. Let's go. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. I will try to do better at posting stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, come to the Slack channel. Um, yeah, other than that, talk to you boys tomorrow. And uh, we're going to fucking break them bookies this week again. Let's go, boys. <laughs>